You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IGN Games Group. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. I'm joined today by Audrey Drake. Hey, everyone. New associate editor, Per Schneider. Hold <laughs> on. Moving up. And I don't know if he's going to work out here. Brian Altano. Brap, rap. And we're talking about Nintendo, specifically Nintendo, at E3 next week. Uh, Nintendo's doing something a little different this year for E3. In an unprecedented move, they've opted not to have a press conference. Instead, they're doing what? They're having a Nintendo Direct, having an Nintendo online Direct, presentation yeah. that morning, right? Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Bright and early. Nice. That's nice for us. Is it like six thirty our time or something? Well, it's seven a.m. But 7 yeah. Okay. But it's I, I think for people watching the, the the conference, not much will have changed. Maybe it's a little less mm -hmm. awkward and like less stuff can go wrong because it's all pre-scripted, yeah, right? It's yeah. pre-taped. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think for the outside world, it's not that big of a difference. It's uh, I think a difference for people who are attending the show. Yeah, I mean the same news is going to come out. It's going to be basically Hopefully. the same thing. Hopefully. Miyamoto is probably going to still have a Hylian shield or whatever he's going <laughs> to do, but yeah. It'll be less See, and that, but I mean, there's there's a good and bad to that, right? Like you lose all the social awkwardness of like the Wii music debut. Yeah. But you also yeah. lose like <laughs> when they first showed Smash Brothers or or a new Zelda game, and you hear the whole crowd yeah. erupt. You yeah. lose all that if it's just you sitting there watching your computer at seven o'clock yep. in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I mean, there's there's a there's a give and take there. It's it's definitely them controlling the conversation a lot more. Maybe oh, they'll have a laugh yeah. track, or they have you up at noon audience or something. <laughs> so like two people yeah, laughing, four people in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll all be watching closely Tuesday morning. What do we expect to see? Why don't we start with you, Audrey? I mean, obviously they've already said they're going to show off the new HD Mario Smash Bros. Uh, 
Mario Kart, and I think they're obviously going to show off a Zelda. The usual suspects. The usual yeah. suspects are going to show off probably a Link to the Past 2. Maybe we'll get a hint of the HD Zelda, because they have to be working on it, right? They have to have been working on it for a while, so I hope we get to see a glimpse mm -hmm. of that. Maybe something new. Maybe. See, I think, I mean, <laughs> I was just kind of thinking about what, what are the best-selling franchises for Nintendo, and the last Mario Kart title basically buried everything mm. about oh, Wii yeah. Sports. So yeah, I think, yeah. I got to think the new Mario Kart is going to be the prime focus, mm. right? Like, the last one on Wii did 30 million, mm -hmm. right? Well, little Mario bundles Kart's, going mm, on, but, yeah. but still, Mario Kart is yeah. huge, and so having for the first time, like, this dual-screen setup where you mm. could have two-player without, you know, the other person seeing your screen, mm. I think they're going to focus a lot of time on that. And then Smash Brothers, obviously, yeah, is going to yeah. be huge. I gotta think they're gonna announce a new Retro Studios game, whether Metroid. that's Metroid yeah. or yeah. a new IP to be introduced, or you know maybe they're working on both. Um, whether that's that, and then I think the second part is going to have to be about third parties mm -hmm. because that's there's yeah. been so much negative press about yeah. third parties saying Wii U may not be the platform for us, or outright or saying we're not doing anything yeah. or we're not developing our our engine for it. They gotta come on stage with you know bring somebody in from like Sega to talk Sonic, the new Sonic game. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. gotta have somebody from Capcom for some Wii exclusive stuff. So I, th I think that'll be a big focus too. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to see, Brian? Um, pretty much everything mentioned so far, I think that it's, it's obvious of them to play to their strengths and their, their five or six core franchises, but I think that, we say this every time, but I think it's time that they go, and here's this one thing you can only do here, right? Like, it, it's about the games, but also, uh, the other console guys, they, they basically have, you know what their system's gonna be. You know how it plays, you know what it does. Most people still don't know why they should play a video game on the Wii U. Like, what's the difference there? Why should I have a gamepad in my living room? Why should I have that sitting here while somebody over here is watching TV? What's the second screen experience? Like, they haven't defined that yet. And with the Wii remote, you pick that up the first day, and you're like, baseball, golf, sure. got it. Got it. Well, the funny thing about Wii U is that a lot of people still don't know that it exists outside of hardcore gamers. Right. Like the casual audience, like my family, they had no idea Nintendo would come yeah. out with a new mm -hmm. system, whereas everyone knew about Wii the second it came out. Mm -hmm. So just the marketing is a little off. They, people just don't know it's a separate thing from yep. Wii. Sure. They think it's sort of a peripheral. So having something like Mario Kart or yep. something to really set this apart and show casual and hardcore gamers alike that this is a new system and it's something that you need I have, to I have, have. a prediction for Mario Kart, by the way. Yeah. I have a feeling that Jado? it's... Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I hope not. I won't be. I won't be playing what? it like that. But I have a feeling that it will be um, merging with the Sonic Racing Kart games that have come out recently, and that'll be their third. Really? Well, they're they're working on three games with uh, yeah, yeah. the Sonic team, yeah. and I have a feeling that they're they're going to bring some new blood in the Mario Kart. That'd be my guess. They've tried it in the past with uh, Pac Man, but nobody really cared. And the Sonic uh, Kart Racing games are actually really awesome. Yeah. So huh. I, I could see them coming together on that. Be a smart Just prediction. I think I think they'll focus a lot on kind of the Miiverse social integration because mm -hmm. I think that's you know something that's often overlooked and we kind of forgot about it, right? But mm -hmm. Mario had had this awesome feature where you could post about a level after you've beaten it, and it and kind of like the world map map uh, took on a life of its own after yeah. you started yeah. playing. Mario Kart is perfect for that. Just like you know, score challenges that you, that you issue issue to to your friends, like real leaderboards and online support. I think that's going to be a, a big one. Yeah. I think okay. I think really, really, really the big thing they need before anybody can sit there and go, "Well, this is how you play it. These are the games we're going to play." They need to come out and say, "It's a hundred dollars cheaper or fifty dollars cheaper." That would like, be a. I mean, so it, it's it's been out yeah. since November. I think this is when you go. We're not going to be able to fight against these four hundred, five hundred, and six hundred. Potentially dollar systems that are coming out this fall, 
Xbox One and PS4, and we don't want to focus on all the TV stuff and stuff like that. And I think a lot of gamers looked at a lot of the DRM stuff that, that the Xbox One was talking about, and cameras always watching you, and connecting with your cable box. And I think they were like, you know what, I just want a system that plays games. And if they say, parents, this thing's 249 and it plays Mario and Zelda and Sonic, and you don't have to do anything, you just hook it up and play it. I think that's a, that's a way I in. I guess I'd say they want to get out at least a couple heavy hitters. Try having Mario Kart and Mario on the system before, you know, just caving and cutting the yeah. price. I mean, they didn't with the 3DS, though, right? That's true. I mean, they kind of said, well... When did they drop the price? How long was it after? I think it was about, it what, was about six, six or seven months? Six or seven months. Yeah, so yeah. that's about what them we're looking at now. it a long time to become profitable on that again. Yeah. I think yeah. they have time. I think they'll wait. I yeah, think I they'll think wait so. at least till the holidays, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it also remains to be seen what are the big titles that they can put out this year, right? Mm -hmm. It'd be amazing. I mean, just think about there's the, the Wind Waker HD remake. Yeah, yeah. Probably exists because the real Zelda game is not ready for a while, yeah. right? So they need yeah. kind of like the stopgap solutions. Mario games are not easy for them to create, which is why, you know, New Super Mario Brothers on the uh, U existed, which was a, a simpler take, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I got to think this year is going to be Mario, Mario Kart, and, and Smash Brothers hitting. Zelda, um, the the Windmaker, Wind, Wind Waker remake. Windmaker sounds like he's Wind farting. Maker, yeah. Oh, I like That'll this Windmaker. <laughs> um, but there's got to be something else too, right? I mean, I'm not the only one sitting here saying, "All right, we just said every biggest franchise." Nintendo franchise ever, where's the new stuff, right? When are they going to show us something new that they introduce? Mm -hmm. yep. Or is that Retro Studios? Will Retro bring that to the table? Or has NST something that they're working on that we haven't seen before? I, I would, I would side note, I would very comfortably guess that we will not have Smash Brothers out in stores by the end of the year. I have no, a feeling that they'll be like, yeah. here it is, start getting excited for it. I mean, just the I whole right. the whole process of ramping up to a Smash Brothers games, and they did it for the last two, was they were they would tease things every mm -hmm. day over months and months yep. and months, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of room there for potential partnerships of other franchises coming in. And I think it's enough of a system seller if they show enough of it to get people excited and go, mm -hmm. yeah, this is what we want. But I don't think we'll be playing it by the end of the year. I think no, even I think Nintendo's right. not crazy enough to be like, here's all of our guns at once. Yeah. Even if they kind of need to right now. There's not a lot. They yeah. need a That's couple more games yeah. out in the holidays. That's interesting, but, though, yeah. is that even though they really need software right now, Nintendo's the kind of company that'll just keep delaying a game until it's done, yeah. even if it's not necessarily That's, in their interest. Yeah. That's why they need the third parties to fill those Yeah, to fill yeah. those yeah. gaps. Exactly. But realistically, right, I mean, their, their usual cadence when, when they have a full schedule is kind of like a game a month, right? They're not going to double up. Exactly. And you've got, you know, uh, Luigi U and Pikmin and Wonderful 101 leading up to the holiday season. And then it kind of feels like there's room for three games max like, yeah. from yeah, Nintendo yeah. proper. So that's probably going to be Mario Kart, right? Mm -hmm. and, oh, absolutely. And, you know, and Nintendo, yeah, and unlike, say, Sony or even Microsoft, because they don't have to worry about this problem, but Nintendo has always operated on the fact that they have two systems out at the same time that if you're a Nintendo fan, you kind of have to have. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I have my 3DS, and I put 90 hours in an Animal Crossing. You know what that's like. You reviewed oh, it. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm sitting there going, what am I going to play on my Wii U? Nothing. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. next month, the, those rules could be reversed. That's how it generally goes with them. They focus hardcore on their handheld, and then the, it gets quieter on that uh, console while they go to their Wii U. Yeah. So it, it'll probably go back and forth. But right yeah. now, the 3DS has plenty of software. I'm not complaining, but Yeah, I, I will say it's sort of interesting to see them in... I, I don't think they've been this on the ropes in the console war. Say. In a, in a very, very long time. I was going to ask if, if, if Nintendo's in the hardest position going into E3 this year. Well, Just because they, yes, yes. they don't have the benefit of all the attention of launching a new yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, look, I mean, I covered Nintendo back in the N64 days, mm -hmm. and there were some serious software droughts. Right? Oh, God, yeah. Nothing new was coming out for a while, and you head into it. We were heading into E3 going like, oh, my God. 
nothing's out that means like every studio is working on all these games and then you go into your three like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh doing, man right? kid chameleon and, too I can't wait. <laughs> let's not forget like a lot of game developers adjusted to the pressures of working on a next generation yep. platform mm -hmm. online code hd graphics all that a generation back nintendo is just going through that and so i do think it's taking them longer than usual to get ramped up see and but then i'm but, not expecting the floodgates to open at e3 like in a huge way where there are lots and lots but of if all the other companies figured out how easy it is to develop for this generation why are they've all abandoned the chance of work on wii u hardware which is you know basically identical to what they've been working on for years they they would rather plunge into these new systems it's Tablets every single day them. yeah i guess so <laughs> every single day you hear about a new game that's coming to the 360 yeah. the ps3 the ps4 the xbox one and the wii u is not mentioned at all they react to what's in the market right the, a lot of developers and publishers remember the end of the Wii days, right? A lot of publishers tried to make create hits on Wii. Yeah. They tried to even release games that were more like what Nintendo was doing, right? Like Rockstar did a ping pong game for Christ's yeah. sake, right? Yeah. It was actually good, but it didn't sell. And so I think everybody kind of at the end of the Wii, Wii lifecycle said, man, it's so freaking hard to get a hit on this platform unless you've got some carnival game and you get lucky, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you go into Wii U and you're like, oh man, this is a special different platform once again. Should we go on it? And then everybody just kind of dips their toes in the water and releases a, an also-ran kind of title, yeah. right? Like an yeah. Arkham City or something like that. And then suddenly, you know, even if you generate a hit, it's almost too late to get ramped up. Yeah. And I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, not many people have Wii U's right now. Yeah. So yeah. it's not really in their interest to put out the extra development time to make something exclusive or even port something over when just yeah. not and many people have it's, a system. It's the to problem play. we always talk about where you can't make games for people who don't have a console and people don't buy a console when it doesn't have games. Exactly. And you're stuck yeah. in this cycle. Yeah. And but, but I don't think it's a Nintendo exclusive problem, right? Like a lot of traditional console game makers have had the, pro the same problem with the iPad and the iPhone, right? Yeah. Other companies stepped in and had humongous hits on those platforms, whereas, you know, uh, with maybe EA's exception of EA, a lot of uh, console game makers were sitting there going like, wait, how, that thing is popular, how do we make a hit there? And they tried what worked on other platforms and didn't work. And I, th I think it's the same with Nintendo. You, yeah. need to, you need to know how to create a hit on Nintendo. Sega with Sonic has always had a great audience on that platform, mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. a no-brainer for me. I do, you know, like just seeing more Sonic content being exclusive to Nintendo makes sense. Mm -hmm. But what else is out there, right? Are there other third-party properties that would be really at home first and foremost on a Nintendo platform, yeah. I think. Yeah, Platinum's doing a great job of supporting them. It's sure, just yeah. that those games aren't going to come out for a while. Like mm -hmm. Bayonetta yeah. 2, Wonderful 101, those games look amazing, but mm -hmm. who yeah. knows when we're actually going to play Bayonetta 2. It could be a couple years. I think I think the one the one other big thing outside of the game announcements, I got to think that they have a plan a subscription plan the way that Microsoft and Sony like have, Netflix you know. Live or PlayStation uh, Plus? No, no more like get get a virtual console subscription or something where you pay a set fee, right? Yeah. Nintendo is all about now owning content. Mm. They're trying to own games media by the, doing their own streams and their own events and pushing their own YouTube channel. I got to think the next thing is creating more of a kind of coherent uh, message on the platform. What, so they, that, what yeah. they need first and foremost, and they need to detail this at E3, is a unified account system. Yeah. And they need something that can tell me, as a person who enjoys pur purchasing virtual console games, if I buy a point card, you know, and it works on 3DS and the Wii U, I buy Ghosts and Goblins for $5 on my Ooh. 3DS, right? My Wii U has no idea that I've done that. Yeah. And it's available for $5 on my Wii U, and I can go buy it there separately and just sit with one sort of portable device and another mm -hmm. very portable device sitting next to each other on the couch with the same game. But there's no like, hey, you bought it here, 
it's free here now, yep. you know? Yeah. Like, Sony does it with the PS3. You can play your games on the Vita. There's mm -hmm. cross-platform purchases. Like, yep. a lot of people don't want to take a plunge into a very highly digital system when yeah. they know that if their thing breaks, they're gone. Like, but, my, my but, 3DS right now, if, I, if, I, if you rob that from me, that's like, there's hundreds of dollars worth of stuff on there, if not thousands, you know? And yeah. I could give that to a kid and like, hey, go outside, but, go to but, the zoo, leave it in the... Don't in the do you're it. talking about ownership, though. Like, PSN is not about ownership. It's about paying a fee and getting access to certain games. If you don't pay any more, those games go away, yeah. right? Well, and PSN so, is free. Yeah, no, the, the, the PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, Plus. Yeah. sorry, on, yes. the, on the PSN. Yeah, 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 PlayStation Plus. So you pay for access, and I... I gotta think that is a good model for Nintendo because they don't have to solve all these complications with crossplay and all sure, that. Sure, sure. You know, if if you don't own the content per se. The funny thing um, is, is that most of those games could be played on both systems. Like, there's no reason for SNES no, games to not be on 3DS. They'd play perfectly. It's right. ridiculous that they announced Game Boy Advance games for Wii U before 3DS. So it's yes. just a little weird, so, this strategy. I do think we'll right see now. something on that, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, think I, mean, I, I can play Super Metroid on my Wii U, but I can't play it on my 3DS. Yeah. I can play Mega Man 2 on my 3DS, but I can't play it on my Wii U. Because each of those systems is getting different NES and SNES and GBA games every week, yeah. but none of them are communicating. And I'm buying them all. Me too. Because I'm a sucker. <laughs> it's working for them. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. We're the problem Brian. I'm like, we got to send a better message than this. Here's my credit card. <laughs> well, it's sure to be a fascinating E3. Nintendo's E3 Direct conference is uh, 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. Yeah. Right on Tuesday. Pacific, Pacific on yeah. uh, Tuesday, June 11th. Mm -hmm. Immediately following at 8 a.m., IGN will have a live post show analysis. Tune in for that and stay tuned for live GameScoop updates from the E3 2013 show floor every day of the week. Stay tuned. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.